Hi everyone, Farah here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is also available in video format on our Instagram at Pop and Prejudice Podcast, and we'll also be posting snippets on our TikTok at Pop and Prejudice. Hey Farah, how are you? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. I'm so insecure, I think. That I'll die before I drink? I'm so caught up in the news. Of who likes me and who hates you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do this. It's a hook, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is a hook. It's brutal out here. Um, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> yes, it has been a fat minute. A fat minute. It has been. Is that the phrase? Uh, we've been off for a while just living life, which is good. You should live your life. Mm. Yeah, you absolutely should. But yeah, we're back today. Um, we got some stickers on our face as well. We're really channeling our inner Olivia Rodrigo. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we have been obsessed with this, well, I don't want to, I don't want to go too far. This is our discussion. So our Mm. running theme is like, do you hate this or are you being misogynistic? Right? Mm. So I don't want to go as far as to call this teen girl a goddess because I feel like we should let her be a teenage girl and not idolize her. That's one thing. But Absolutely. I also really appreciate her work. She has been she has been putting out some lyrical musical bops. She is the lyrical singer, songstress behind the critically acclaimed driver's license. Critically acclaimed. <laughs> TikTok acclaimed yeah. driver's license and deja vu. And good for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just came out with her new album, Sour, as plastered on my forehead. Um, And it's just so good. What do you think of it, Farah? It's honestly, it is teenage girlhood, like in all its like rage and like obsessiveness and possessiveness. Like it's so, I wish that I had that when I was going through my high school breakup because man, would that be relatable and I like I'm sitting here as like a 22 year old and I'm like, I can't actually relate to these lyrics anymore because this isn't really how I view relationships anymore. Also, I mean, a healthy relation like it's like yeah. it's, it's not applicable right now. Yeah, I'm sitting there listening and I like feel it. And I like her words are just so understood and she's so intelligent for the way that she has like just just done what she wants to do like she's not self-aware to be yeah she is self-aware yeah especially in like jealousy jealousy with that like that one song um yeah she's she's i don't want to say she's the new taylor swift because you know artists are their own individual people but i definitely see a lot of resemblance with taylor swift and it makes me really happy because she's being received in a much more positive light than taylor was being received um yeah yeah (laughs) which is interesting on our themes we talk Mm. about the misogyny in the in the music entertainment industry and we saw this tiktok that pointed out how self-aware olivia 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 rodrigo (laughs) olivia rodrigo (laughs) is uh about Mm. the about the misogyny in the industry and how she actively points it out and yet how honest and vulnerable she is in her lyrics as a teenage girl like I just love that. And a few points from what you said about like being a 22-year-old, we need to talk about how wide her audience is. It's just yeah. massive. Like it goes from teens right now to like millennials, 30-year-olds, you know. And mm. 
yeah, I feel like we should really take a deep dive into why that is. And what mm. else was I going to say? I think it's, I think just on that, you, while, while you re- re- recuperate your thoughts, um, I think her universality comes from like just how applicable, like it's just, it's heartbreak. Like it's a whole album about heartbreak, but it's also, you can apply like some of the songs, like for example, Enough For You or Hope You're Okay, like those kinds of songs you can apply to so many other situations in life. Um, for context, like I also, I saw one of, the, I saw this TikTok that was like, um, imagine you're singing Hope You're Okay to your younger self. And I was like, that's, that's really sad. Like, I was like, how, how is this 17 year old making me cry? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. At that age, I was not that self-aware. I'm going to ask you how you were at that age in high school. Oh my God. But at that age, I definitely was not like even a morsel of that self-awareness and she's so intelligent Mm. and just aware of how people are treating her and how it's not okay and how it's okay to express emotion because I've seen a lot of you know backlash about her writing her songs people saying like oh she's hurt Mm. and she's putting it out there she's being immature of course she's being immature like she's she should be immature she's a child she should be like exactly like she should be able to express what she's going through and how it's not okay it wasn't okay like it like hurts Mm. like you can see you can see all sides of this alleged Mm. love triangle like everyone's okay like it's not it's no one's like a terrible person but everyone has the right to express how they feel you know yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely that's the thing is like if she chooses to channel her pain or her heartbreak into music, who is anyone else? Like, who are you, some stranger on the internet, to be like, nope, like, she's such an immature, she's so petty. Like, okay, like, most people are immature after breakups. Like, that's, that's, I don't understand. What are they expecting her to do? Just be like, it's fine. You know what I understand? We've moved both ways. Like, the which sh- I'm sure, you know, people get to eventually. But it was like, also, just it's still music like it's still art like it's still i'm not gonna say it's fiction it's obviously not fiction but like you know to an extent she could be fictionalizing exaggerated like she's using that pain to essentially make a living which good for her like i yeah it's it's very impressive you know this very well but taylor swift went through the exact same like if not worse the exact same kind of backlash about people just coming for her for writing songs about her exes yeah. Where I've never seen that happen to a man making music. Man! Yes. Sorry, I was just thinking that. <laughs> man! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's 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 been prevalent. And I feel like her audience ship is so wide. Not only because this speaks to just vulnerable emotional stuff. And I'm, I'm really tired of people being like, oh, you should be mature and just bottle it up. And just not hmm. externalize it. Because... How is that? Like, am I supposed to make a song about, oh, yeah. you know, he's okay, I'm okay, it's it's okay, and that's the song? Yeah, like, yeah, like literally, a, yeah. That's a that's terrible song. That's what people song. do, is they make music about pain. Like, that's the kind of music that sells. That's the kind of music that, like, people want to make, because nobody's out here being like, I'm so happy, ha ha ha. I mean, there's that yeah. one song, because I'm happy, but that's not really, like, <laughs> so it doesn't count fucking Pharrell Williams with his happy song. Like, you know, it's not, 
It's not the kind of song you're like, okay, let me replay this over and over again. Let me feel this song, you know? Like, Pharrell Williams, <laughs> my inspiration. Um, yeah, it's just, I feel like her audience ship is, her audience ship, is that a word? Her audience is so wide because, <laughs> not only because of that vulnerability and emotional uh, mm. expression, but also because of the style of music it's very reminiscent to the type of music that mm. millennials would listen to when they were younger and i'm thinking That's like true. avril lavigne i'm thinking mm, the first paramore track of, as well yeah i'm thinking the first track of sour olivia rodrigo's mm. album uh brutal like off the bat i was just like i feel like i'm, I'm back in 2004 this is nostalgic this is it's, what is it's this? really it's really nice i also think um have you seen any of her merch no she oh has sour patch kids such... oh yes but also she's made such good merch like tanks hoodies things like that things that you would actually want to wear and i'm like she she's really like tapping into like the teenage girl audience which i love like but not even just teenage girl you know like i would wear it you know i mean i feel like i'm still a teenage girl i don't need to admit that I out loud but do. you know yeah. right like i'm like i really i am in this demographic like yeah but, i'm the same um, age as her yeah <laughs> might as well be um but yeah I, I just think that i love everything about it because it's so unashamed to be girly to be feminine to be vulnerable like to to be heartbroken to be whatever like the crazy ex-girlfriend tro- like you know that trope which you know female we need to rage. get rid of yeah yeah female rage i love female rage because you know like many women i have a lot of it like it's, yeah. it's there you know it doesn't go away when you're not a teenager it's still there like yeah, yeah. it did take me back to a time where i would feel more like i was just like mm. i wish i like you said i wish i could relate to it but unfortunately i do not know any trash men in my circles at the moment i will yeah. i'll go and pick a fight <laughs> but like that's the extent of it really but yeah um, I do, uh, on the merch thing, I, like, I'm so wary of, um, you know, commercializing and idolizing mm. her because, uh, I do not, the thing that we're so wary and you know, concerned about with teenage girls in this industry is not just the misogyny, mm. but also the extent to which the industry around her and the PR people and everyone will exploit her. Like, she says that in her song, who am I if not exploited? Like, Queen is aware um but i'm also like i really really hope that it's not you know a trend right now they they really do take advantage of her like they did with britney is what i'm thinking Mm. yeah but yeah i really hope people don't mistreat her i think she's self-aware enough to like i I feel like we're in an age where people have been talking about this more which is good yeah i definitely think that exploitation of female celebrities is slightly more difficult to do now because like there is one more more awareness but i also think because so many female artists have spoken about it like being exploited like taylor talked about it britney you know as well as like kesha i'm pretty sure at some point you know like there's an awareness of it i i just think that like we are moving towards i don't want to say it's a more ethical music uh production because it's not you know i do recognize that there's a lot of exploitation that'll still happen but i do feel like she i feel like she's got a lot of people that have her back at the moment um Mm. and i really hope that it stays that way um yeah 
Yeah, I don't know her, but I feel really protective of her and the idea that she represents. Because she. this yeah. is a celebration of teenage girlhood at its best. Like, it's just yeah. vulnerable. It's de-villainizing the previously villainized emotion and just humanness. Yeah. And I love that. I love that about this album. Um, what were you like in high school, Fara? Oh, my God. Honestly, when I say that I would have related to all of these lyrics, I, I would have, you know, like I like I I think we said we would have been school. escorted out of IB Langenlet if oh we had this true analyzing the shit. But then, you know what? The problem is that sometimes I think what if my internalized misogyny at that age would actually make me not want to enjoy it, you know, Very true. because I Very did true. have it. But the thing is. I have been a Taylor Swift fan since I was, like, 11, since, like, Teardrops on My Guitar, like, through and through, you know, I've been a huge Taylor Swift fan. There was a phase where I was like, ah, oh, I don't like Taylor Swift, like, wah, but it was, it was the misogyny. It was the embarrassment, um, <laughs> and we've spoken about this with, like, things like romance or whatever, you know, like, pretending like that's not my, I don't enjoy that because it's not, but it is, like, it's my favorite genre. I don't, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that now. I'm not ashamed to say I love Taylor Swift and that she's been my top artist of the year for years. Um, <laughs> and to go back to high school, how I was, right? I definitely think I had a lot of internalized misogyny, but I also, I was a pretty strong feminist in high school. You were. Um, so I do think that for the most part, this would have been relatable. But when I'm thinking about relationships at that age, they are so different. Like emotions feel so much more intense at that age like and and that's like not just like socially that's actually like a psychological thing you know your brain's mm -hmm. still developing yada yada like and just hormones everywhere you know um so i was <laughs> i was immature at that age um i was angry i was very angsty i had a lot of issues with everyone in the world really i still do kind of but in a different way you know um <laughs> yeah but some of those lyrics really, really hit. Um, I think the first time I listened to Driver's License, I, I teared up because I was like, so good. How did she capture heartbreak at the age of 17 so perfectly? Because yeah. that's, you know, I feel like I feel so weird admitting this, but that's really how I felt like the first time I, I drove a car. That's what I thought of. I thought of someone who had actually like almost taught me to drive, you know, like, oh. and that's. It's, yeah, it's weird how you associate things like that for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. Um, that's me. What about you? <laughs> I, I, I also agree. I don't think I would have had the logical capacity to be able to uh, extract that, like, internalized misogyny. I feel like I was definitely, like, I did not admit that I liked Taylor Swift until like recently and uh, when I was having a conversation with you like in your car yeah that's that's the extent of it that was really really recent where I could just like admit that I enjoy stuff like that in high school yeah. I was I was a feminist like I had written many pieces that were like I remember reading one yeah and yeah. I I still have trouble associating with I, like I don't know like I I because I remember having internalized misogyny but then I read stuff like that and I'm like where was I really <laughs> but I think it was just an internal internal debate um mm. I was with or like really like this guy that you know uh, should have been a red flag from the start but his favorite movie was American Psycho and not in the ironic oh, way 
Oh, geez. yeah. <laughs> the second he said that, I should Yikes. have been like, bye. Instead, I was like, oh, cool. Um, At least it wasn't Fast and Furious. But it, I would have, okay, I would have preferred Fast and because American Psycho is a yeah, movie about a guy true. killing women. And it's like, you didn't yeah. even like this in the sense it was intended. You like this because very scary. Do not. Killing, that's, that is really yeah. concerning, actually, when you think um, about it. Oh. Teenage girls listening, I'm sure you're smarter than me at this age. We're, we're much more aware these days. Do not do that. Um, <laughs> do not. Also, I wouldn't mention him, like, because like, people grow, you know, and stuff happens. Yeah. People grow out of their stupid thoughts. But he was rude to you recently, so we're not fucking... Oh, God. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. No growth. I, yeah, he's a piece of shit, man. Anyway... Um, <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> I don't think he would. I feel like he's too much. He's of a too misogynist. misogynist to yeah. So it's you okay. know who I you feel are. Like we've weeded it by minute sixteen or whatever we are right now. I think we've weeded out all the misogynists. They would have been like, yeah. "Oh, this is so lame." Like <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. I I, I want to weed out all the edgy people who hate her because she's mainstream and she's popular. Like, I she's hate good that. for a reason. Yeah, like she's mainstream. She's mainstream for a reason. Yeah, because people fucking like her. Also. Not a single one of her songs sounds like the other. It's amazing. Like, she yeah. has genre-bended in her music. I don't... I wouldn't even just classify it as pop, you know? Can I just say, I right off the bat, when this album came out, I listened to it multiple times. This is the only album I've ever listened to in my entire life. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. Where I liked every Your entire song. life? Oh, no, no, sorry. no. Like, I, I actually... <laughs> you, you, you jumped ahead of me there. <laughs> I, I, missed, I missed the... <laughs> We jumped the gun. <laughs> in your entire life? No, no, where I liked every single song. Like, I, I there's not a single mm. song that I'm, like, iffy about or that I wouldn't re-listen to. Like, I liked it from the first time. Yeah. Isn't that insane? That's actually true. No, me too, bro. I, well, not in my first, not the first time, but same. Like, when I was listening to it, I just listened to the whole album in the shower, but it was just, like, every song, I was like, like oh, like, it's di- it's just so... I could listen to this over and over and over again. I don't want to do that because I don't want to hate it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to still enjoy it in a week's time. Um, But yeah, and like every time I listen to a a song, I have like another, uh, like a newfound appreciation for it. Like I notice things I didn't before and I'm like, ooh, that's good. Or like just different feelings and like my favorite song keeps changing. I'm like, oh, I thought I liked this one, but now I like this. And it's just... It's just really good songwriting. That's what's that's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite song? Oh God, I was gonna ask you this. Um, you answer first. <laughs> I okay. I I have a few. I mean, I don't have a few because we're asking favorite song, and it's like not that long of an album. But uh, yeah. if I were to pick one, it would it would be between Happier and because Happier is so beautiful. It's so underrated. It too. Is it's very just beautiful. It's, it's just, yeah. I hope you're happy, but don't be happy. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's just, I don't know, it just flows really nicely. Mm. And maybe, maybe Deja Vu. And Good For like Good For You is also like that punk rock Avril Lavigne style, like, yeah, just go all out. But I think yeah. I'd choose Happier, I think. Nice. Yeah. No, I, 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 th- those are good choices. Um, I think in terms of which one I have the most fun listening to, definitely Good For You. Um, and that's the one that I've like listened to so much, like I in the Hope car, like in one in car hell. ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Ugh! like it's so good to like sing. Um, but I think in terms of 
Oh, I actually couldn't decide. Like, I, I, I really like Happier. I also like, I think for me, one that really resonated was Enough For You. Um, And I think that that just resonated with me because that's been a feeling that I've had for so long that I've finally gotten over, you know, but just, yeah. Um, I also, I think in terms of like, the one that I think is most interesting in her lyrics is Jealousy, Jealousy, because that, you know, that talks about, you know, the media and like, I think it it can it conveys like the conflicting sort of relationship that women have with insecurity and also not wanting other women to be their competition, which is really relatable, you know, especially in a relationship. I think it can be really difficult to be like this person is not my competition. Like I don't it's not their fault, you know, like it's not them. But at the same time there's that feeling of, you know, like I want to be you or whatever like it's it's hard um yeah Yeah. so I like that she portrayed that in her music you're right it's so honest like it's something that people but people feel ashamed of expressing and I think it's so powerful that it's finally being externalized like that's good I don't know yeah no I think so too I do think that yeah a lot of her music is like things that usually people would be like even deja vu you know like people like oh this is so pick me and I'm like is it pick me because people have these thoughts after a breakup like all she's done is put it into music into music so that other people can hear it like is like who yeah (laughs) i just also i don't get people who have their two cents on her personal life like that's that's what she's writing (laughs) yeah 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 they're like oh i think she should have dealt with this better like yeah what what do you Excuse also they me? don't they literally don't know how she even dealt with it like just because she this is what she's like in a song doesn't you know what i mean like yeah her i do first, sometimes think oh the sorry. first lyrics are the first lyric on her first song is i want this to be messy yeah i love that Isn't i it? love yeah. that for her i love that too it's, it's what were you gonna great. say oh i was just wondering how much of like the like the drama between her and sabrina carpenter and joshua bass is actually real you know what i mean like yeah like, I'm I like, really yeah. like they work on a set together like uh, I don't think it's that bad for them <laughs> like you know what she, I mean she's a, in, in in brutal in the first song she's like might quit my job start a new life like yeah wow unabashed oh my god let's talk about how Disney stars have changed I mean not the Disney okay. stars themselves but the rules and expectations <laughs> around them. she's able to say fuck in a song I know I love that for her in our day and so age, much. that would have been taboo. Uh, in our day and age, she Miley Cyrus wore shorts. Canceled. In, yeah, in Party in the USA, and I was shocked. Like, at the time, I was seven. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, the, they really, like, made Miley this, like, role model for like, the young girls. Like, who? Why? She's just an actress. She's a singer. Like, why is she a role? Like, why does anyone have to be your role model? Yeah. I will say she's had the best growth, or not the best relatively, oh, she but she's had such great growth as a Disney star into her adulthood oh, and becoming who she actually wants to be. I just, I'm so impressed with that. Very yeah, happy for her. She's doing so great musically as well. Like, yeah. amazing, amazing. Again, one of those things where Miley, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Misogyny, again. Like, yeah. it's, it's whack. It's wild coming to terms with just letting yourself like what you like. Like, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So anyway, protect child stars. I, you know, there's. I have a lot of thoughts on child stars yeah. and how the industry might use them, take advantage of them. 
Um, but Farah, yeah. do you have any stray thoughts on on Olivia Ro- <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo? Olivia, no, Lawrence Olivia Rodrigo. No, <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Um, who? yeah. Do you have any stray thoughts? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, no, just other than that, I love her and um, good for her. Yeah, good for good for, good her. for you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. Be sure to leave us five stars wherever you're listening. Uh, I don't know if you can beyond Apple Podcasts. Uh, <laughs> and leave us a review or leave us an anonymous tip. We love reading those mm. when we actually read them. So yeah. thanks so much for or listening. Or a... Um, or a, a suggestion for the next episode. We're happy to hear what you'd like to hear. Yeah, for sure. We'll be active on our Instagram at Pop and Prejudice Podcast and our Twitter at Pop Prejudice Pod. I'm pretty sure I always get this wrong. Yeah, and on TikTok as well. Noor makes some good TikToks too. Oh, completely forgot. We have a TikTok now since our we last episode have a TikTok. we made this. Uh, wow, that was a while ago. Um, yeah. At Pop, Pop and Prejudice Podcast or just search Pop and Prejudice. We should pop up. Pop up. There we go. 